the kahunas, who were the healers in ancient Hawaiian huna, would tell people and would do this process every night to disconnect from everyone. Because even the people you love and are on good terms with can suck your energy, (laughs) can can drain you, even if you're just um, being a loving wife or mother or husband or sister and and you're just being loving it can still drain your energy so they have you disconnect every night before you go to sleep you want to transform yourself and improve your life you long to help people you wish to become healthier happier and more successful this show is your opportunity to learn how to use hypnosis to make your life better Each week, hypnotist Robbie Spear-Miller interviews people who have already changed their lives in amazing ways with hypnosis. These models can help you discover your path to making the most of your life. If you want to learn how hypnosis can help you reach your goals, this show is for you. Often when we struggle to forgive, the person we need to forgive the most is ourselves. In this episode, you will learn inspiring real-life examples of how to forgive yourself and others, and how you may believe you are forgiving when you're really martyring yourself, and how to free yourself from this martyrdom. You'll also get a healthy perspective on human behavior to help you live from a place of forgiveness. Vicki Thomas is also going to tell us about her amazing passion project, which may change your life or the life of someone you love. Vicki Thomas is a Master Hypnotist Society trainer and Ho'oponopono expert. She is a published author and producer of a popular Ho'oponopono audio program. For over 20 years, she has been helping people make their lives better and achieve more success with hypnosis. Sometimes what happens is people, especially if they're people pleaser type people, or they tend to take the blame on themselves, is they'll allow uh, some unhealthy behaviors to continue, whether it's them doing it to themselves, them not setting boundaries with others or or being treated a certain way in life. And so because they're people pleasers or they tend to take over, take responsibility for what happens, they take it in, right? They 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 internalize it. They'll tend to to pretend they forgave the person or want to believe they did. And then because of it, they won't set the boundaries and they'll let it happen over and over and over. So they're becoming a martyr for it instead of real forgiveness. So talk yes. a little bit about the difference. I think that's an important thing for people to be aware of. Well, it's interesting. Um, the most the most heartfelt forgiving people that I found, and this is something I do only rarely, is people who are in death. Their death is imminent in the next few weeks. And I'll I'll get two responses. Like, I've forgiven everyone, or I don't have anything to be forgiven for. And I take them through the process anyway, because I think their heart is open at that moment. And um, that has been really profound. And but but those two things I'll get often is well I don't have anything to be forgiven for, or, and I'll just say let's do it anyway let's just test it, do it anyway. You don't have to have a thing that you think you have to be forgiven for, and you don't have to take responsibility for anything. But I suggest that you take responsibility for any little piece of it. 
Like, even if you're just to the wrong place at the wrong time with a checkout person or that person that cut you off on the highway, take responsibility for any little piece of it. Because that's you healing you. And setting boundaries is, is usually a different conversation. It's a, it's a different conversation. Because um, the whole martyr thing is pretty big. And most certainly I'm guilty of it. But um, so, yeah, yeah, that's a completely separate thing. And I will, I will talk to them about setting the boundaries. So because if they don't, these things will continue to happen over and over and over. Like, that's right. So until, some people really need um, yeah. to have those happen in a and, way that's very closely related so that they, they learn how to be in life a new way so that they can take care of themselves. So for example, your story about Jim at the funeral, at that time, he wasn't putting himself in harm's way with his dad. That was in right. the past. What happened was in the past. Right. Right. It was just done. And, and even Jim, um, in that moment, I think he gave up years of anger. Like he, he just like, what could, what good is it going to do him now to hold on to anger? You know, is he ever going to get even? No, he's not a get even person anyway. But I, and I, but I think the way it affected everybody else was really profound. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think, I think what went through minds was, Oh yeah, I remember that time that that I was rude or that I was obnoxious to my parents. Or I, I think their their own stuff went through their head at that moment, not to take on the blame of what happened, but that they ha they also had things, you know, um, maybe it was them losing their temper with their kids or whatever. But they also had things that they knew reflected in that moment. So if he was able to do it for his dad under those circumstances and people were witnessing that and, and getting that experience and that energy, then it made them see, oh, hey, it's possible for me to forgive this and forgive that. That might be big things or small things because they're, it's, he showed them what's possible. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think... I think that's why I included that story I th in the story. I don't tell them who it is, but in the recording, but that's why I included that story in the recording because that is such a big thing, you know? Um, and, and most people don't have big things to, re to forgive, you know, like the woman at the campfire who said something like that's not such a big thing to forgive. But the way the anger exploded amongst a group was a big thing. Right. It, it, it was brought the out reaction. The reaction matters more than what actually happened. That's an important point, right? Because yes. what happened could be big. It could be teeny weeny or anything in between. But your response to it is really what mm -hmm. the thing that needs to be let go of. Yeah. Yeah. And it need, and also, I guess one of the boundaries is Scott had a post that really hit home about specifically that one of the boundaries that has to be set is when you are angry at someone, you talk to the person or when someone has wronged you somehow, you talk to the person talking to anyone else is, is nothing. It's not going to help anything. 
directly with that person. And Ho'oponopono takes you directly in your mind with that person. And, and which is important because in real life, that person may not be able to have a useful conversation with you, right? right. And, so and so I, a lot I, of people are in that, that, that situation where that person may never be willing to forgive or participate in, in apologizing or changing their behavior or, right, they might keep doing it or hold on to the fact that they feel they were right. Yeah, but we know, we know in hypnosis, you can bring that person right in front of you and apologize. Yep. But I, and that brings up another thought. I talk about three different kinds of wrongs. Like the first one is an unintentional, like an accident, like, oh, I stepped on somebody's toe or, or I don't know, I actually ran, accidentally ran over your bike. You know, it's an accident, but you still need to apologize because you did something. You didn't know you were doing something that hurt someone. The second one is intentional but a small hurt maybe a white lie the third one is something that you intentionally did to hurt someone and ho'oponopono doesn't doesn't forgive you for something that you need to make amends for if you need to make amends you make amends like i leave that in there too like you don't just say i love you i forgive you please forgive me in my mind if you need to make amends you need to make amends yeah, that would be a boundary, I think, too. For sure. Yeah. And and that if if somebody if you believe somebody needs to make amends to you, they may or may not do it. So you need to help your free yourself no matter what. Correct. Yeah. Why hang on to it? Why hang on to it when you know they're not going to make amends? Right. Why let them why let them continue hurting you? <laughs> Or controlling you, really. Yeah, whether they meant it or not, whether who, and it doesn't even matter who's right or wrong, because a lot of this falls into a gray area of difference of opinion, difference yeah. of views. It's not necessarily clear cut. Exactly, exactly. Good point of view. <laughs> yeah, good. So we covered some really important themes around forgiveness and what's possible for you. So anybody out there who feels stuck, and this could be stuck in running the same uh, patterns over and over that are hurting you, but maybe originated with uh, something that happened long ago. Maybe you're not even connecting one thing with the other, but you're stuck in some way. Or you do know that you need to forgive someone else or yourself. This will help you. This process will help you learn how to actually do that. Because there's one thing to know and understand. And a lot of people really go a long way to understand their problems or they read every self-help book out there, right? Or they go to therapy and review it and, you know, get some insight into it. And none of that actually changes it. It's, it's through this, this process that's spiritual and energetic and in your senses and emotional that the actual shifts happen. So if, if you see something in your life that you believe this would benefit you, let me say that Absolutely. again. So if there's something in your life that you see needs to shift or change, this would really benefit you. And as what, what Vicky was saying earlier is really, it, it's a good thing for everybody to learn because somewhere, somehow, we all need to let go of emotions and connections, unhealthy connections to things in life. So I think it's a very worthwhile thing for people to learn. So in, in closing on that theme, that the kahunas 
who were the healers in ancient Hawaiian Huna would, would tell people and would do this process every night to disconnect from everyone because even the people you love and are on good terms with can suck your energy, can, can drain you. Even if you're just um, being a loving wife or mother or husband or sister and, and you're just being loving, it can still drain your energy. So they have you disconnect every night before you go to sleep. I think that's amazing. Like to me, it puts my energy back and like, I actually sleep better when I, Disconnect from everyone, good or bad, through the day. And it's a great it's way to get it's a great way to get perspective and, and have more choice in your life because then when you reconnect, you're choosing it based on who you are now and how you see the world now. Yeah. Well, and think about this. We we work every day with people who have this problem or that problem, and some of them are upset and some of them are not, and some of them are just moving forward, but we don't really need to carry their energy either, whatever that is. As much as we care about our clients, when I go home at night, I want to be home and I want my energy to be home. Especially for those people who are empaths or get really caught up in other people's energy. I've seen a lot of clients and students who describe feeling exhausted because I get pulled into other people's stuff. Um, okay. And as a hypnotist, learning how to do that so that we don't get too caught up in our client stuff, this is a very important skill to have to be able to do this and do it as a ritual on a regular basis so that we can. You know what? I'll add another thing. As a hypnotist, when I do that, um, like I really don't think of my clients when I leave, but when I do Ho'oponopono, later on a thought will pop in about a client and it's usually very pristine and pure about something that they need. So like I just go jot it down so I'll remember to cover it with them, but it's not, it's not cluttered with all of the other stuff about them. It's just one thought. So it almost clears out the cobwebs and you can see. Absolutely. And then you're able to powerfully know what to do next. It is. That's how it works for me. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That cool? It is cool. Years ago, I had a client who was from, I believe he was from Australia and I taught him Ho'oponopono and he said to me, I know this, my family does this. He came from an indigenous family. He was from Australia and it was familiar to him from his family spiritual practice. And so I just wanted to know, I know you mentioned that you trained in New Zealand. So what do you know about, I think it's really interesting that it's in like Hawaii, New Zealand, Australia. What do you know yeah, about well well, originally, canoes from Hawaii went to New Zealand and possibly Australia. And the Maoris, who are also indigenous, um, that, that I got to study in a Maori village, like in their temple. And it was amazing. Jim and I stayed there for a week and studied with like their chieftains. So it's all very connected. The, the Hawaii, New Zealand, Australia, de definitely very connected. I that's see. all I know. Like, okay, so that, yeah. their spiritual customs are similar because there was travel back and forth and they influenced each other. Yes. Yeah. Originally, King Kamehameha was like a warrior of Hawaii that really thought he was going to take over the world and he sent canoes out to New Zealand 
And so some of that is overlapping. Who knows originally, like before 2,400 years ago, we don't even know that. We only have pictographs now that say that. And I, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It's starting to fill in the blanks for me about all this. So that's cool. It's very, it's a very interesting culture. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much ancient wisdom coming yeah. from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like there is so much and like as you're talking about that I'm like yeah yeah I studied that that's true <laughs> sometimes we get so caught up in the practice of what we're doing that we forget about the background that we learned about it so it's sure, kind of sure. to review or it becomes so it becomes so every day you know it's it's an it's it's like a little kid that learns to pray at their bed every night it becomes almost redundant the, the basics of why we're doing it. So, but I think Ho'oponopono brings that back to a real day-to-day, this is what happened today process, or this is what I remember that really upset me process instead of, you know, just being about a, a rotation of words. It's a way of life and really believing it and, and doing it for real instead of going through the motions is really what you're referring mm-hmm. to right? We want it to be like exactly. an experience. So like you can eat something and really taste it and experience it, or you can just, you know, chew it and swallow mm-hmm. it and be, be distracted and not even notice. So yes. when people do but it, I they- think that's, I think that's true in every, every religion, every non-religion, just the habits that we go through in the daytime. So making it real is about really focusing on what you're doing. You know, making, making it meaningful to you. Yes, all the hypnosis recordings. Like lately, my favorite to play for people is Scott McFall's Sabotage Armor. And it's actually a weight loss recording, but my smokers love it. My stress people love it. It's They'll go, oh my God, that was so profound. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I use that one with all kinds of people too. So yeah, yeah. The more we we generalize and we look for where it does apply and where it does help us, the easier it is to yep. be connected. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said mine has such a big umbrella. Like, I really thought about those words, but they really did flow easily when I was writing it. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. This was really interesting and I think very helpful for our listeners. So I appreciate you being here and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Robbie. So Vicki, you mentioned that you have a passion project. I'm really <laughs> curious to hear about it because this is my first time learning about it. So go ahead and share it with the audience. So this actually started in 2016 when again my husband he seems to be like all of my stories but he was having heart problems and um almost every day with my clients i say you know your subconscious mind beats your heart and it breathes you i mean if i had to remember to breathe i'd be passing out seven or eight times a day if i had to remember to beat my heart that scares me so he's having heart problems and he did have to have Um, some processes like the one where they shock your heart to stop it and then they bring it back. Yeah. Oh no, they shock it back to life. Anyway. um, It's called cardioversion, very common procedure, but it's still scary for the person in the waiting room. So I said to him, you know, I say this every day, your subconscious mind beats your heart. So why don't I make a recording for you about the heartbeat and retraining your subconscious mind to beat your heart 
correctly. Because I'll mm. tell you, Robbie, I put my head on his chest and I swear instead of going, it was going, it's going that fast. It was like, oh my God. So uh, he did have, I did not stop him or ask him or even think he should not do the things with the cardiologist that he needed to do. But I did create this heartbeat recording and it has a heartbeat in the background instead of music. And it asks your subconscious mind to retrain your heart to beat like this. And I checked the beat with a cardiologist to make sure it was a correct heartbeat. And she said, absolutely. And he went through his processes and they said, most people that have the cardio version have to come back every couple of years and have it done. And, um, just moving forward to now, because he's been using that recording, he doesn't use it every night, but every once in a while, instead of all the cardiology medicine that he's supposed to be taking and having to go back over and over again and having to do, his heartbeat is absolutely normal. His blood pressure is absolutely normal. And he takes only one half of one prescription. Like at the first time he had it, they wanted him like six different prescriptions, maybe 10 it was ridiculous. So he takes one half of the smallest dose of a blood pressure medication and his blood pressure is normal. And every cardiologist that he's seen over these few years have said, what are you doing? This is not normal. The fact that you're normal is not normal. And so it's now my passion project. I, the, I have shared it with several cardiologists. They send me their clients. So they're still under medical care. It's not, it's not a replacement for medical care. But it, it is really changing some things out there in the world with people with heart problems. It's so exciting. Wow, that's amazing. That's huge. Yeah, it, you, it would be awesome if you can get a doctor to do some kind of clinical trial. That, that I, I actually, I do have a doctor going to do be doing some testimonials and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll be speaking on this at the national, Yeah, I'll be speaking this at the national convention. I have just a one-hour presentation, so should be interesting. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And we're not doctors; we're not making any medical claims. But isn't it cool when you discover that there are these totally natural things we can do to help our bodies function better? It's really pretty amazing. It is. It's amazing. Like. I, I'm I'm really dumbfounded at how well it worked. I thought it'd be just something to relax in, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Like, like I said, the feedback from the cardiologist is excellent. Yeah. Whether they're willing to put that in writing, I don't know. But I do have a medical doctor who refers lots of clients to me who is probably willing to say something about it. Right. Like they have to be careful too about their licensing and what they say. So we'll of see. Course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's totally natural and you can do it and do everything your doctor tells you. So right. you, you have only, you can only gain and the That's least that will happen. I would is say it lot. can't hurt. All it can do is give, yeah. yeah, it can't hurt. And all you should do is try it and see if it's right for you. So yeah. And awesome. if their doctor sends them here, it, it's that much more powerful. Very cool. That's my passion project. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. That's pretty fascinating. 
So tell people how they can reach you if they want to find out more about how you can help them. Okay. I'm Dr. Vicki Thomas with Rev It Up Hypnosis. My website is www.revituphypnosis.com. And my phone number is 661-209-2632. That should be, I'm on Facebook. I'm like most of the social media I'm on somewhere. Great. And tell people what kind of doctor you're on because you're not a medical doctor. So tell no, them. No, I'm a doctor of clinical yeah. hypnotherapy. I got that degree from American Pacific University in Hawaii, which no longer offers that degree. So don't go chasing it because they don't give it anymore. But it, that's where I got it in 2008. Cool. All right. And for people who want to learn more about hypnosis training, we have lots of free resources and, and other learning experiences at hypnosistrainingcanada.com. Um, when you're ready to come for the live training experience, you can call 800-971-5774 to set up a free screening. And Vicki Thomas also trains people, so you can look at her website as well for training opportunities. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Robbie. Thank you, Vicki. Join us for the next episode of the Hypnosis Show podcast, where we will learn about how health professionals such as naturopaths, nutritionists, chiropractors, massage therapists, medical doctors, and others can use hypnosis for their clients to have better results. To find out more about how hypnosis can help you or what it takes to become a professional hypnotist, visit hypnosistrainingcanada.com. Remember to click the button subscribe, share the podcast with a friend, and please leave us a review so you can help others benefit from the podcast too. Until next time. You've been listening to The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. Tune in next time to learn more about how you can change your life with hypnosis. And if you are interested in learning more about training opportunities, go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com and schedule a free consultation.